Wer ist dein Up, stein Up? Wer ist dein Up? Da na 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 na. Wer ist dein Up, stein Up? Wer ist dein Up? Welcome to a new episode of We Only Pop When We're Winning. I hope you continue to listen after that bad singing, but uh, I'm on a high after thinking that Villa was going down all season. Welcome to We Only Pod When We're Winning. Pod, John and Sean, thank you for joining us tonight. G'day, man. How are you going? Oh, mate, um, pretty chipper. What about you, Johnny? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, guys. So, promotion relegations. Tell us all about it. What's, uh, how did you see the uh, final week and a bit of uh, Premier League Championship and, and all related news? I think it was a bit of a bit of a nerve jangler for everyone, really. Uh, thankfully, we got it done with a couple of games to spare, Leeds United. But um, I think that uh, I wouldn't like to be the Watford chairman just now. Um, I think they absolutely made a catastrophic mistake. Uh, I think the lunatics took over the asylum, and uh, and and as a consequence of that, uh, they've lost. You know. They've lost uh, 100 million at least pounds and uh, it's hard to come back and it's a tough league to get out of that uh, championship as, uh, as we all know. It, it, we've spoken about it in previous uh, pods, but it's unfathomable. It's like a decision you cannot understand. You're right in the dogfight. You're actually in the prime position with a couple... You there, Paul? That's gone, Sorry, guys. That's gone. That's gone. Got yep. me? You got me there, guys? Yep. Okay. Yep. We're going to stop it there. We're going to start again. A bloody phone call came through. Christ on us. We'll start it again. Sorry about no, that. You're good, I mate. won't even good, bother editing good, 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 good. it. Won't bother editing it because it'll be too much. Okay. Get ready. Just set. I think. Do, do, do. No, I'm going to start us. I'm going to start us again, guys. Let's be one sec. Okay, Johnny and Sean, welcome to our uh, weekly podcast. We only pod when we're winning. Uh, a couple of smiles in the face, maybe a bit of sadness from one of us. Promotion relegations are done. So tell us a bit about that, guys. Hello, Cunny lad. <laughs> Sean. Uh, Paul, you were Sean, you were going first. No, I was going to say, running oh, shoot. always a pleasure to speak to you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I just wanted to say that it would be... You, be in a very bad position if you're the Watford chairman at the moment, the Watford board, because uh, I think, I mean, we all know about Nigel Pearson. He's, he calls a spade a shovel. He's a, he's a very gruff Yorkshireman. Uh, you know, he, he tells it as it is. And some players don't like that. But uh, more often than not, it appears to get results. And he did a great job where he was. And, uh, you know, some of these guys on uh, top money don't like it. And, uh yeah, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, surely you've got to put that to one side and just say, "Listen, let's get let's let's survive first. And if Pearson goes at the end of the season, he goes. But uh, it was a very, very, very odd decision that I, I couldn't understand, to be quite honest with you. Well, I think Watford did the equivalent of Simon and Cyrene, and um, but the uh, version from Monty Python, Life of Brian, where it's like, "Can I help you carry your cross?" Uh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, and then off they went. Now, if you get crucified and uh, the other the dudes runs off, because I'm pretty sure that Watford is sleeping in your bed. Is that right, Paul? 
I'm pretty happy with that, as you guys would know. But uh, obviously, we got the points we needed. Bit of a bit of a shaky end to the season, but um, you know, winning when we had to, we, we we did it, and then and then drawing in the final game, I'll take that as well. But uh, yeah, still still can't believe that decision. Um, and then you know, obviously, we've got uh, legal challenges, um, which look more like financial challenges um, potentially still occurring. About, yeah, the, with, uh, about about VAR. Yeah, so is that still happening, guys? Because uh, I haven't read about it for the last few days. I've still been too happy. I think I think what <laughs> I think what you'll find. I think it's more of a financial situation than a than a change in the 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 the, the, uh, the actual decision. I think what you'll um, sport inherently sport is always about the moment, and it's always a, there will always be mistakes, even with technology. And uh, you know that's 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 sport, and that's why we love it. And uh, yeah, uh, you, if you wanted to go through the season with a fine tooth comb, there'll be lots of decisions that didn't get given, and this, that, and the other. If you start taking legal action over it, then I'm afraid uh, uh, they're going to kill the goose, and I'm afraid that Bournemouth need to just suck it up, and they need to say, right, we've gone down, we've got our parachute money. Let's keep as many players as we can and have a good crack at getting back up. And it's as simple as yeah, that. And I agree with you. And I think that one of the things is the players and the coaches over the course of a year have made way more mistakes than the referees have made. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. I, mean, I mean, you know, we've, we've obviously had COVID coming to play and all this. But uh, I always say that at the end of the season that, you know, the table very rarely lies. And uh, and if you're in the bottom three at the end of the games, that's as simple as that. And and you know all these teams, like for example in the champ in the championship, you know oh you know uh, how unlucky have we been? How unlucky have we been? This that and the other. Rubber the green. You know forty six games. I'm afraid yeah. if you're in the bottom three after forty six games, you have got no one to blame but yourself. And I'm, and that's the same with Bournemouth. It's the same with Watford. And it's the same with Norwich City. And uh, we just got to get on with it because if we start going legal legal terms, then uh, where does it stop? It go, it gets into a circus, and and it becomes uh, and the only people making money are the lawyers. And then this morning, Fulham beating Brentford in uh, in the Championship uh, playoff final, uh, and look, it went to extra time, and the the deserving team won in the end because they they did look the better team throughout the. Um, the 90 minutes and the added time as well. Um, Fulham will be joining it in the Premier League, just looking looking a little bit, uh, bit I don't want to say normal, but it's, it's looking as normal as anything can look in 2020. I think it was great to see Fulham come back up. Big shout out to my old mate, uh, Neil in Dartford in London, a lifelong Fulham supporter. I'm very pleased for him. Uh, that was a pretty good game this morning and good old Mitrovic, the uh, Geordie connection there, supplying the, through ball for the last goal to win to put him up, um, and I do think that it's great to see the Premier League, or whatever you want to call it, the top tier of English football, looking a bit like it did Sean and we were in, uh, in fourth grade. The only teams it's I a, think are missing is Sunderland and Coventry, and it's Nottingham Forest. Li- yeah. It's looking a little bit more football '79 figurine Panini type. Yeah, league. Well, I like it. With, and with those little tab things you put in the ladder. Remember them? The little cardboard tabs in the ladder? Oh, the, uh, the, the league ladders, mate. League ladders. How I've got to that? say, though, I've got to say, uh, Davis's second goal this morning was an absolute cracker. It was a... It, it, I thought I was watching Jimmy Graves at one stage. It was an absolute belter. Oh, what and, about the, uh, yeah, the little Mitra touch? Yeah, oh, it was... And, and Yeah, exactly. You know, the give and go, 
give and go, keep the balance, sell, sell the keeper, boom. And it was a great goal. Great. I love the I think he, he leaves his blood and guts on the field every time he plays. And I think plenty of Newcastle fans are like him too. And I'm pleased Yeah, but success. just the point, uh, point of order, John, he, he left a little bit of uh, Ben White's blood and guts at Ellen Road as well. Uh, uh, with the elbow to the head, so he's he's that that's his Achilles heel, mate. He's a great striker, but I'll tell you this for nothing: top club ain't going to buy him because. Oh, I'm not worried about him. He's gone from our joint, but I just like him but, as a I like him as a player. I, I you know what, he's Sean? A quality player. I think every, all three of us would rather have a dude who'll give his all for the club on the field rather than one of these ponces sitting in the dressing room saying, "I can't play for that manager." Get fucked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, but I tell you, I'll and tell I'm, you sure that, think... I'm sure that'll be added. I'm not saying you get, I'm talking about the players who sit in the room no, I'm just and saying say I can't play with the manager. The edit. Obviously, come out in the edit. I think, uh, I think we, we might have underrated that. Uh, we might have underrated that first goal as well. It was a good bit of trickery. Had the uh, definitely uh, going to the wrong side. Um, hey, Paul, here's, look, here's, unlike... one for you. Here's, here's one for you, Paul. Sorry to interrupt, man, but. It reminded me of uh, Carbone's goal in the cup against Leeds. Remember that? Oh, thank you very much. One of my favourite players one? of all time. And uh, if I had his hair as well. Oh, thank you. That and it, it was very similar because he just, you know, Nigel Martin was busy lining the wall up, and Carbone just thought, you know what? Boom! I'm some of that. I'm having a go. I'm having a go. Do you yeah, guys? Yeah. Sorry, do you guys think Craven Cottage is in the top five grounds in England? It's I've enjoyed it. Like, I don't know if it's top five. Day. It's a, good, it's, it's a good away day. Um, look, in, <laughs> in commiserations to Brentford, who who pretty much fell to pieces as the season wound down a bit. They had they had that uh, higher position up in the playoffs pretty much settled and fell apart. But they brave performance again, and that that first goal, as I said, by Brian today was. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 actually, it wasn't by Brian, was it? Sorry, it was uh, Del yeah, Scarrard, they both so. were. Yeah, um, both, both, both they're both like Brian. Yeah, oh, both like Brian. Yeah, I'm not Brian, he's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Just a very naughty boy. So, look, yeah, unlucky for the bees, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard just, to come back one, again. Just one quick point on that one, though, Paul. I feel really, really sorry for Pontus Janssen because he was a Leeds legend. He put everything into Leeds and he was he was, he was, he was, he was a great, great player for Leeds. But Thomas Frank... Uh, Thomas Frank, sometimes when you shout your mouth off, it does come back to bite you. And uh, he was saying this, that and the other about Leeds in the season, saying this, that and the other about other players and other managers. And uh, you know what? They're playing Wickham Wanderers next season. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs> the moral of this story is if, uh, is if you don't think Shawnee can hold a grudge, you're wrong. Thank you very much. I was about to say, if, if, only you'd, um, if only you'd studied as hard as you can remember these facts, Shawnee, you'd be uh, ruling the world, I reckon, mate. I don't hold a grudge, but I hold a grudge. <laughs> a, little bit of a, a little bit of transfer news. United's put in a um, $100 million bid for uh, Jaden Sancho after um, Villa has now pretty much made sure that Jack Grealish will be um, staying at the club for a few more years. Paying him a hundred thousand pounds a week, so United's turned their attentions to someone else. I just heard uh, that's on ice. News? That is on ice because um, the Man United is saying that um, that um, the Germans are asking too much and they don't want to pay for that at the moment in COVID times. So what's this space that's uh, no, going to be held yep. up? What you've got, uh, what you've got, fellas, you've got uh, Dortmund are looking at one hundred and nine million, and. Uh, 
the the problem that Man U have got, they're insisting most of the most of it the one in cash, um, yep. which you know they'll have to they'll have to dig a few holes and go under the mattress and all that business. Um, but uh, and Man United are wanting to do a deal over a traditional deal over years. Um, there was a report overnight that said um, uh, Man United actually since COVID uh, kicked in, um, Man United are down 180 million pounds in revenue. Uh, so, so Gosh, that that's is, upsetting for all of us, isn't it? I was, yeah, I'm devastated. Yeah, that, so, so that's going to come into play, and um, uh, so I, I think I agree with you, John. I think that I think unless, but having said that, Man United have, uh, in the last couple of years, Man United have traditionally they 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 you know it's like the um, it's like the like, it's like the mug going into a going into a negotiation, you know. We won't pay a penny more. We won't pay a penny more, and uh, they end up. <laughs> and they come out getting fleeced. The suits gone. They end up paying the penny more. So I think. Well, it's, it's um, put Villa in a very strong place then to keep Grealish or or, um, or or get the the big money that everyone said they couldn't get. So I'm pretty happy with in that regards. Man City, um, despite their um, investigations have been undertaken, have been busy. They've signed a number of players already. Uh, Torres have signed, uh, Nathan Aki. Um, they're looking to sign Roberto from Barcelona. So, um, is, that, is that Lewis done deal? For, is that, is that deal done, done for Aki, mate? Uh, it looks like, yes, it, oh, no, it's not. It's set to be done in the next few days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, know that, I know they're looking at him, but uh, I know QPR are going to hang on there. But uh, oh, I, don't, I, I don't reckon they will, mate. I think, I think the money, it's not just the transfer money. I think the money well, that they're going to be I offering say hang players on. per week. I say hang on. I meant, I meant, I meant, when I said hang on, I meant they're going to hang on for more cash. Uh, oh, of course. You know, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's got the price, but I think the team will. I think the team to watch um, are going to be Chelsea. I think uh, Timo Werner is an absolute top shelf, top top shelf, uh, and they've signed a guy, an attacking midfielder from Ajax, uh, uh, Zayek, Zayek from Ajax, yeah. and I think. Um, those two will make a massive difference for Chelsea. You know, when you've got a guy up front who can bang him in for fun, uh, it, it does tend to help matters somewhat. You know what I mean? And I think uh, and I think Chelsea going to be the team to watch. I, I think City's right back in it. I think the you know already now that they've got that. Um basically all clear to do whatever they want now. Um, already signing five players in this period, the, the squad depth is going to be amazing. I, I think they're going to be very hard to beat next season. When you've already signed five players, there's only six weeks to go before the season starts. You'd have to say they're strongly positioned. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, I mean, you know, when you've got when you've got that kind of backing, then uh, then you've got half a chance, haven't you? And and, and they've got they've got a good manager, and and, and uh, it, it's. I mean, there's one thing for sure. There's one thing for sure. Uh, I think we can all agree on. It's going to be a case of strap yourself in, hold on to your hats. The next couple of weeks is going to be. Fascinating.
in the transfer well, market? In the transfer Newcastle market. United or not be? The, the transfer It'll be a question market. of who gets who gets pillaged from our club because of the because of the inertia of the Premier League and the scoundrels who run that place and they can all go and get I did that. not that I didn't want to bring that up for you, Johnny. I well we've got to talk about it at some point. Seven. When are we gonna do it? Because yeah. I mean I can't be the only Newcastle fan on the planet. And I can tell you, with all these transfers going on now, yeah, you know what? I'm not Literally, Newcastle fans around the world are at a crossroads as to what they do with football. I'll tell you what it is, yep. John. Yep. I'll tell you what it is, John, in, in, in a nutshell. It's basically um, it's basically trying to work out which sort of a despot you're going to deal with. You know, it, it would appear that some despots are, better, are, are, are easier dealt with than others. Some despots are better than others. You know, uh, and and I think the whole thing was an absolute fiasco, uh, and I don't blame the Saudis for walking away because it's like, hang on, you know, we, we, this thing's been going on for months now, months and months and months. And uh-huh. as I said, as I said, seems seems to me that we're okay dealing with certain despots, but not others, and that that is hard to is hard uh, to live with. That's it. And the Premier League's not given a reason, and for once, I mean, it's not Mike Ashley's fault. Can you believe that? Um, but, you know, going forward, we're in the transfer window. We're not going to be buying anyone. We're going to be dealing in free transfers and and loans again. We've been doing that for years. And we'll be losing players like, you know, um, uh, young Longstaff there who's, you know, in a few years' time, I'll, I'll talk it up, but, you know, go to another club, he might play for England. And we're going to have completely lost him because nothing's happened and nothing's happened for months at the club we're just wait. You know what we're doing? We're waiting for them to pull the little trap door out next year and say you can all get out of here. You know, you you nearly you nearly had a chance to compete with the other clubs in the Premier League and in Europe, but no, nah, we're not going to let you do that. I tell so you, I could not be more the, pissed off. The strong talk. Well, in recent uh, uh, just, sorry, Paul, sorry, guys, uh, I was just going to say in recent. Just a segue uh, on. Just a segue on from Longstaff. There, he's he's um, he, he's a free. He's actually a free agent now. Uh, Matty Longstaff, and uh, and 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 to, for a club to let a kid like that, uh, you know, go go for for nothing, he's 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 got massive massive talent, the kid, and uh, he's just the type of guy who Bielsa can mould and bring in, and 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 uh, and and, and uh, it's just sad that a, a player like that, of his ability, is allowed to walk out the door. When he's playing free, it'll be like when well, Peter so- Beardsley walked out the first time or left the first time, you know. It's going to be like that. And we might get him back when he's 32. Well, yeah, sorry, man. I, I can't in, believe it. I was about to say, guys, in recent hours, there's been uh, over 77,000 uh, Newcastle fans around the world sign a petition that has been forwarded by the uh, Newcastle Supporters Trust. Um, uh, accusing the Premier League of ignoring the fans of the club, ignoring the financial position of the uh, of the people taking over, um, looking at hypocrisy, and it's gone through legal channels as well. So they've put together a really well thought out petition. Seventy seven thousand have signed it, and it's actually going to be presented to uh, Parliament as well. So well, yeah, and um, Paul, the, the sad thing know. is, I mean, our fa- and 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 people in Newcastle are, you know, just regular normal folks. It's not a highfalutin city have been lectured to by everyone on human rights. And I get it. Hey, I teach, I'm I'm a high school teacher. Um, I've always been a left-leaning guy. Um, I'm a a practicing 
Christian, all that, you know, and I don't like human rights breaches, but let's be realistic here. There's not a football club in the world that can get ahead without money because it's not, there's nothing about any of the competitions that says, what we're going to do is we're going to have a squad size, we're going to have a draft, we're going to have a circuit. It doesn't work like that. And if you look around the premiership, how much misery does gambling bring into people's lives around the planet? How much misery has been bought by Russian oligarchy around the planet, by big oil, by anything you want to talk about? It doesn't matter. And at the same time, talking about Saudi Arabia, which every Western country on the planet deals with as a trading partner and, and, and buys from them oil so and sells them sell all weapons. So to sell arms. Oh, so and sells sell them arms. all weapons. And yeah. that's all right. But for the first time, I've never seen can't it before. Buy a football club. <laughs> never seen it before. It's, you can't have a rich Arab buy a football club. Ludicrous. Get well, off my yard because I'm well, done with it. <laughs> Well, we're not a political show, but I mean, well, that's the if you want to go down that path. Oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying, though, is if we want to go down that path, you only have to look at teams who have sponsors like Nike or Puma. You only have to look at the people using iPhones to interview people. Yeah, modern day um, slavery coming out of China and the, everyone's put their eyes, the wool pulled over their eyes by the massive slavery that's happening in Southeast Asia with people making garments and no one's talking about it. Let's get that conversation going. Yeah, well, one million, as we know, over one million, uh, they're not actually consider themselves Chinese, but there's over one million people that have been spread throughout China who are practicing Muslims. The Uyghur Muslims. A lot of them are working. Yeah. Sorry? The uh, Uyghur yeah, Muslims. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's the worst state of uh, re-education, in inverted commas, slash concentration camp since World War Two. But uh, it's conveniently uh, shoved under the carpet. And it's been happening to Christians there and mainly Catholics for a long time as well. And why are we We shouldn't be down this track, but it's true. The thing is, is if you're going to pull that shit, or sorry for swearing again, about the owners and directors and eligibility to run the club. Now, there was a bit leaked out this week that said you can't have a state financing a club. Look, I'm sure with creative accounting, any big organisation can distance themselves from that ownership. They didn't want them to take us over. They did not want it. And if it's, and if it's from Lexer and from Richard Keyes, someone better give me a break on that as well because I never knew anyone to do what he did when his missus was dying of cancer. They can all get off well, our block. Well, I quite often get uh, Richard allegedly, Keyes to uh, send allegedly, video messages to make... Allegedly. allegedly. But I... I Allegedly, I, I get him to actually send video messages to the kids <laughs> to go to sleep. Um, but oh, that's the last yeah. stay in bed. So we'll leave it. At... Yeah, well, so stop telling we'll us where it's at. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's such hypocrisy in world sport at the moment that, you know, we could literally do program after program about it. It's, a, it's annoying as hell for everyone, not just Newcastle, that this has been blocked. It's, it's kind of embarrassing for anyone who loves their sport. And it's all about money anyway. So, you know, where are you going to draw the moral high ground? The NBA, for example, has made billions out of China over the last, you know, few decades. Every sport has made money from countries that we'd all say are questionable. And even then, you know, we are, we're pretty, you know, hypocritical in Australia anyway. So, you know, we could talk about, as we said. Well, we are, but the truth of the... You're and, right, uh, Paul, the, the and it's hard because we... Ha- We've just bounced over the we, – we've not mentioned any of these issues throughout the time we've been talking, right? But the truth of the matter is is yep. that football itself 
and when you want to talk about the really truly big global sports, uh, is dominated by money and money alone. And and you know, let's be realistic. The biggest money that gets around is in Europe in football. And to just say to yep. a club, you're not allowed to have that money, and there's no actual reason why. Well, I don't get that at all. I don't it's, understand it's, it. It's been it's been the elephant, and in that's the, what's frustrating people for years, hasn't it? To be fair, yeah. and, and it's and 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 the the hypocrisy of it is astonishing. And uh, you know, you, you know, you, you could you could even draw the long bow and say, you know, um, I, I still I, I don't think my jaws dropped as low very, as it ever did. That's a says, very long bow. Qatar, you know, Qatar are going to host the World Cup. <laughs> Come on, no, that, that is a, that that is the moment, and I I was loath to bring it up again. I think I've done it five times now. I'm not going political except for that. That's absolute bollocks, and everyone knows it. And but they must be running this. They the must be running the sport the in England. They must be running the sport because you know. It, I reckon if that was Qatar, wasn't the power block. And let's be realistic. I mean, talking about oh my god, piracy. Well, you know, yeah. like who cares? You're still getting your ha- half a gazillion dollars anyway. I don't care. Boys, what? Boys, on a, on a lighter note, and we've covered this kind of stuff um, previously as well. Um, <laughs> on a lighter note, we're going to talk about and, all, the, uh, all the slaves who died in Qatar this year. What a gear change. What a gear change. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, host. I shouldn't walk, talk over you. I'm sorry, man. Of course you can, mate. We're, uh, we're all in this together, as mm. I say. Bit of Ben Lee there for you on a uh, Wednesday I shouldn't. I'm sorry, to, I'm uh, sorry to the listeners. Why would you be sorry? It, it's about... Football's about passion. You're passionate about your club. Your club looks to have been ripped off, and you've, you've got neutrals saying that. What do you, you know mean, the mean? listeners? You've got people who don't even like. What, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, the listeners? I thought this was a support group. You know, it's you've funny, sold, Paul. Can I? Can you've, I? On, you've sold on, me. You've, you've, you've sold me wrong. Here, at right? least one I didn't come across any of my mates or fans of other clubs when the when the takeover was announced. That weren't happy for Newcastle and the fans. Not one. Never had one person come to me and go, I tell you what, you'll be sad to see the back of Mike Ashley and we're devastated he's going for you. It just didn't happen. listening to another episode of We Only Pod When We're Winning. We will be back on track over the next few weeks as the uh, transfers pick up and Premier League will only be back in six weeks so we'll have another couple pods. We'll cover off movies that we love. We'll cover off their best uh, soccer magazines and football magazines from around the world. Even review some books. You can join us anytime. We Only Pod When We're Winning. <laughs>